0: Today we are going to be talking about the culture that we live in and how exactly we as Christians should be responding based off of history. That's what we're going to be discussing today on Christ, Culture, and Coffee. This is Christ, Culture, and Coffee, a podcast designed to help equip Christians to be able to defend their faith and be confident in their faith. Hello, thank you for joining us today on Christ, Culture, and Coffee. And obviously, as you can see, I am here by myself today. Robbie is out of town, Uh, but I'm super excited because we're going to kind of dive into some uh, tough issues here today, but it's going to be encouraging and thought-provoking on how we as the church and as Christians and believers should be responding to everything that's happening right now in society between uh, all the racial tension, uh, COVID-19, and just what's going on in this world that we live in today. But before we get into that, I'm going to start us off with a coffee tip because, yeah, this is Christ culture and coffee, obviously. And now today, I think you can already see here, for those of you who are following us on YouTube, I have a pour over stand. And now what's interesting is this was one of our branded Christ culture and coffee pour over stands. It's super beautiful. Our friend Matthew designed it, who created this lovely sign behind me here, and what's Interesting is I'm actually going to give you a unique coffee tip in regards to a pour over method. Now, this may be something that a lot of you already know, but I didn't. So I'm going to share this openly with you because I found it to be pretty interesting. Now, what's fascinating here is I found out and discovered that when you're creating a pour over cup of coffee, oftentimes what happens is people don't, do the rinse method. Now, what I mean by the rinse method is you need to run uh, the water already through your coffee filter before you put the grounds in and create your coffee that way. The reason for this is because what happens when you pour hot water through the coffee filter or just regular water and then you try to drink it after, you'll come to find that it has kind of a papery cardboard taste. And what's interesting is that happens because obviously you're running the water through a paper filter however you can't notice that difference as much when you're just doing it with a regular pour over so the way to fix that is to just simply run water through the filter before you pour the grounds in and i'm just doing it really quick for those of you who aren't able to watch Uh, And for those of you who are watching, please go ahead and take a moment to like, leave a comment, subscribe, and follow along for more content. But there we go. So what I'm doing is I'm just finishing up rinsing the water through the filter. It's that simple. And then I'm going to remove the cup of water that I have here. I'm going to replace it with another Christ Culture and Coffee mug because we got a lot of those around here. And then I'm going to go ahead and fill up these coffee grounds that I brought from home inside the pour-over filter. But this method will be a lot better for your coffee taste when you're doing a pour-over method because it gets rid of that watery, papery taste that you get when you first pour your coffee. So here we go. And now I'm going to brew my coffee. And it's as simple as that. And now I'm going to keep kind of pouring into this as we go so that way it makes the coffee as we're going on with the episode. But there you go. There is the coffee tip for today. Uh, Just remember all you need to do is super simple. Just run your hot boiling water through your pour over filter before you put the grounds in then do the water all over again and it works just that simple. So, uh, I'm super excited uh, to get into the content with you guys today, but first, before I fully dive in, I want to tell you guys, I learned most of what I'm talking about on this today through the book, How Should We Then Live? by Francis Schaefer. Now, if you haven't read this book, we're going to leave you linked in the show notes for it. Uh, it's super, super good and thought-provoking. It's a way how we should look and reflect on history Throughout the Western world and how it influenced modern American society. So obviously, there's been a lot going on with uh, 2020, right? Especially in the United States. Um, At the beginning of the year, we were mourning the death of Kobe Bryant uh, from the helicopter crash, and then COVID-19 was spreading. Um, I mean, for Christians, Ravi Zacharias just passed away. Uh, Super devastating. And then George Floyd, right? Uh, George Floyd happen, uh, which we talked about in past episodes, uh, but and now there's just this racial uh, tension and there's a lot of talk about social injustice and lots of issues that are out there in our country. And so the thing is, is obviously there's a lot happening in the U.S. for sure, and along with everything going on, some may even think that the world is ending or like the country is collapsing or falling apart. Uh, and just because of how extreme that this year has been, right? And so I mention all these things not to uh, bring discouragement to all of you listeners and followers out there, but I, I mention this because I think that it's something that we should be reflecting on and talking about, uh, how we do culture based off of past mistakes that other cultures have made that we have adapted from over time. And that's what Francis Schaefer's book is about uh, cause the thing is, is obviously there's a lot of racial tension right now. That's kind of the biggest thing that's happening in society. And now while we did talk about this a few episodes ago, I think it's vitally important that we address how we can talk to someone about their worldview and change and turn around the country for Christ now. I want to take uh, um, an apologetics perspective on what we can do about our country and everything that's going on in the world. And so I want to talk about what's in this book. And now obviously, as I already said, it's focused on uh, Western culture and how uh, the United States was influenced by Roman and Greek thought and how uh, basically we've been transformed into this society based off of laws that were formed after Roman culture. And then Schaefer also goes on to talk about uh, the Renaissance and the early Church and further past just Roman civilization, but I want to specifically talk about Rome, right? Because uh, what's interesting is Rome is was this monumental power. In the ancient world, they were the rulers of the world. And yet, somehow, this entire empire collapsed in on itself. And so, I think as a country and as Christians who are supposed to be an influence and be in the world but not of it, uh, we need to be focused on transforming people to the gospel and pointing our country and our society to the truth. Now, I'm going to start off actually by reading a f- First, little quote from the first paragraph in Francis Schaeffer's book here, because I think he puts it so n- well on how uh, just kind of get an idea of culture and how history is rooted in the United States. So here we go. This is uh, the first paragraph of Francis Schaeffer's book. There's a flow to history and culture. This flow is rooted and has helped it and has its wellspring in the thoughts of people. People are unique in the inner life of the mind. What they are in their thought world determines how they act. This is true of their value systems, and it is true of their creativity. It is true of their corporate actions, such as political decisions, and it is true of their personal lives. The results of their thought world flow through their fingers or from their tongues into the external world. This is true of Michelangelo's chisel, and it is true of a dictator's sword." Right? So, what Schaefer is saying here is one's worldview is what ultimately determines how they react in society, right? Uh, and obviously, if you guys were following, uh, have been following along in the podcast, last week we discussed nihilism. And what's interesting is when we were discussing nihilism, we brought up the seven basic worldview questions, right? And now that's what Schaefer's kind of hitting on here, is uh, even way back in ancient Rome, everybody still had a specific worldview based off of their own presuppositions uh, to how they perceive the world. And that's what society is based on. uh, Many individuals coming together and living together who have different worldviews and perspectives. And now, obviously, the seven worldview questions that, again, I want to just kind of recap are what is ultimate reality? Uh, What is the nature of the world or the universe around us? What is a human being? What happens when a person dies? Is it possible to know absolute truth? How do we know what is right and wrong? And then what is the meaning of human history or who is in charge of history? Now these worldview questions define how someone perceives reality. And it is important to note how the culture is formed by many individuals with different ideas and presuppositions based on their worldviews and how they answer those worldview questions. And so the problem in culture and society is that everyone has a worldview, but no one is willing to accept the idea that maybe their worldview is wrong. Now, to a lot of people, this may be highly offensive for me to be saying right now. However, if I say that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and the only way to eternal salvation in heaven is through believing in him as your Savior, and you disagree with that, then either I have a bad worldview and I'm wrong, or either you have a bad worldview and you're wrong, or I'm right, or vice versa, or both of us are wrong. However, we can't both be right. So if I make the the objective truth claim and say the only way to eternal salvation and ultimate reality is God through salvation in Jesus Christ, through belief in salvation in him as your Savior, that me making the definitive objective truth claim saying that that's ultimate reality has to be true. Otherwise it's wrong, right? So I have to be willing to admit I'm wrong or you have to be willing to admit you're wrong or we're both wrong. So that's the issue that happens uh, is people do not look at their own worldview objectively to see if it lines up with reality. Now, I personally think that those of you who are listening to the podcast, uh, who are watching with us online too, you care about looking at your worldview Right, because if you're here, you want to know answers to your worldview. You want to know the truth, and I think that that's very important because uh, understanding our worldview is what makes a person's individual ideas like ultimate reality. That's that should be everything that your life is hinged on. Right, you should be completely uh, faithful in belief in your belief of the gospel, essentially. And that's what we need to be living out. And in order to do that, I think we have to press hard on the idea of maybe we're wrong. And maybe if we are, we should seek out at the very least answers to some of our doubts and questions. And so that's what I think that we're doing here on the podcast. Um, So I'm going to take it a step back again. Uh, In Schaefer's book, he focuses on ancient Rome as a culture, right, Uh, that influenced modern society, but also to look at how Rome fell from being the rulers of the world to an ancient civilization that's no longer in power. So what's interesting about this is Rome was obviously a major empire uh, from the time when Augustus Caesar proclaimed himself as the first emperor of Rome in 31 BC and came to an end of the empire at the fall of Constantinople in about 1453 AD. Now, the reason we are focusing on Rome specifically is because everything in today's Western culture has been influenced by Rome, such as laws, uh, societal government structures, and philosophy that was later adapted from Greek thinking. Now, Rome was a huge empire, and whichever Caesar was in power throughout history was essentially the ruler of the world. In many ways, Rome was a great nation in society, obviously, but the biggest issue that they had was that they were unable, as a government uh, power, to provide any real answers to the problems that people were facing in morality and that humanity was going through in general. Uh, Rome required throughout most of their history as a nation that all of their citizens formally worship Caesar as God, while also adapting some Greek and other Roman mythology into that. And it was kind of forming this religious syncretism where there were many gods uh, to provide answers to the moral struggles that humanity was facing at the time. And so... The Romans attempted to build their society on these false mythological gods and ideas, but the th- issue is is these gods were created by the people who were living in the society and they were which means they were human, right? They were finite. Uh, in fact, historically, these gods, they weren't eternal deities that we think of as the one true God, but they were more amplified humanity. Uh, the gods were dependent on how faithful the people were as a society to sustain them. And that was the issue that the culture had at the time during ancient Rome. They were based on false mythological ideas, which is the wrong worldview or an incorrect worldview that that lives in God's reality. And that was the reason that the culture could not sustain itself. One of the reasons. And so when you take the time to dissect these things, you can start to realize how similar uh, Western culture is kind of falling in that direction. And so before there was Caesar, uh, the thing is, is people of Rome only worshipped these mythological gods, uh, which led to civil unrest and moral issues that started to affect the societal structure. Uh, People were kind of in civil unrest because of it there were there were people who were trying to be their own god and who were trying to live in their own life because these gods did not have any uh writings or specific uh words that they were speaking to the people uh they were just these created false gods that were idols in in this within the society and so what had happened is the economy was starting to fall apart and so the people decided to appoint a caesar right Uh, and that Caesar, to everyone living in ancient Rome, was God. He was in charge of everything. He was the king, the ruler of the world. And so the only people not doing these things and worshiping Caesar as God and taking part in the religious syncretism of the other gods were the Christians. Now, the Christians were not partaking in this because they were focused on Uh, worshiping the one true God, because at the time, they had the the, the Old Testament, which the Torah. They had the teachings of Jesus that were starting to spread at the time, uh, after 30 AD. And then they had uh, the New Testament that was starting to be formed. Now, once these people were becoming Christians in the society... Rome was starting to see an uproar in this, and then there was a lot of persecution that was happening where Christians were being fed to the beast, right? But because it wasn't just Christians, there were other religious beliefs. Uh, There were some sects of what is called Zoroastrianism uh, and other cults and religions that would not worship Caesar as God. So it wasn't exclusive to Christians. However, Christians were being persecuted and thrown to the lions and the beast Uh, in the Colosseums because they weren't formally worshiping Caesar as God. So the government decided to make an example of them through that. And now Christians at the time in Rome uh, were seeing through the moral issues of the culture because they had an objective perspective on reality, right? Uh, And this is when Rome began to fall because the people began to rebel as the nation started to slowly turn over to Jesus. And now what's interesting is eventually more and more people were becoming saved and becoming Christian to the point that even upper-class citizens who had more political influence than the lower class who were early on becoming Christians were starting to turn the country around and the nation around into a Christian society. Um, Eventually, when more and more people were becoming Christians, uh, Christianity became a legal religion in 313 AD. And then in uh, 381 A.D., it was the official religion of the ancient Rome when the emperor Constantine became the first Christian Caesar. That's when he made it the official religion of ancient Rome. And now how crazy is that, Uh, that the ancient Christians in the early church took the gospel so far throughout spreading it throughout the society that they turned what uh, what was a nation— Uh, 300 years ago, that was persecuting Christians into a nation that said, no, we are a Christian nation made up mostly of Christians, and they had a Christian leader. Like That is just phenomenal and crazy to see how God worked in that culture and society of ancient Rome. Now, eventually, though, through this process, uh, people were losing their apathy for the culture and they wanted nothing to do with its pagan history with this religious syncretism and worshiping these false gods, Uh, which that was evident throughout their artwork, throughout uh, just culture and music and the way that they lived their lives and interacted with each other. Now... Eventually, Rome started to deteriorate because of this, because people were leaving, dispersing, losing interest in the culture in itself, which eventually led Rome to slowly deteriorate with their economy and eventually wither away and then one day be overthrown by the barbarians. Now... Thank you for bearing with me throughout that whole history portion. However, the purpose in me explaining all of that is so that we can understand how, as a society, we don't follow in the footsteps of Rome, which is going towards those false gods, and how can we as a country focus on biblical values and staying together and turning over to the gospel, right? And now, what's interesting is uh, um, people say, like, obviously, with everything going on in the U.S. right now— The culture sucks, right? Like there's a lot of hate out there. There's a lot of civil unrest and racial tension and social justice issues. And it's really sad and it's depressing when I look at the news all day and you see uh, what's happening in the world. It's, it's awful. And we talked about two weeks ago uh, with the George Floyd movement and uh, Black Lives Matter and how uh, you can take practical steps into making a difference and an impact. Uh, but I want to talk and focus solely too about the gospel today and how we as a society need to focus on turning the nation around to Jesus and bringing back biblical values. Now, The truth is, culture has sucked for a long time, right? Like, uh, culture is not perfect in any way. Things just keep on going and getting bad. The way that we need to look at this as a nation is we need to understand that biblical values are what matter in society. We need to understand that directing the culture to Jesus and providing truth to counter the lies that are being spread in society is the only way to change the country and to turn the hearts of the nation. Uh, now, between social media, news web networks, and technology bringing forth new ways of communication, it has become more imperative than ever that Christians take a stand and start lovingly sharing the truth and being uh, that light, uh, both intellectually and spiritually. Because I personally think that the past generation—now, uh, Christians have been good at um, being— In the culture and building up the church. But there have been issues, however, in uh, evangelism and spreading the gospel. And I think based off of seeing ancient Rome and how the early Christian church turned a hostile nation to the gospel, I think that for the past uh, couple decades, Christianity has been kind of uh, being put aside by people in society. And I think that it's something we need to address and we need to be uh, speaking to other people about. Now, America needs to have their foundation on biblical values and truth. Uh, however, there's so many ways that we as a church can be that influence. Uh, it starts with you and your household specifically, not just uh, generally speaking that you raise a good family and that you uh, make sure that you're doing all the right things going to church. It's not about your your works. If we want the country to turn around to the gospel and to go back to biblical values, we have to be focused on what matters, and that's living in uh, kind of this evangelical mindset, right? Uh, I'm So what I want to do is I want to challenge you, you specifically, the listener, and I'm not making that a vague statement to everyone who's listening. I'm talking specifically to the individual uh, listening in your car or watching this video on YouTube or... E- Even just taking this in by yourself, I want you to process that you are the key to turning the nation over to the gospel and bringing back biblical values. Uh, we can see throughout Roman history and culture uh, based off of what Sh- Francis Schaeffer talked about that there's so much going on in society uh, that's similar to Roman uh, culture that they were starting to put their faith in foundation in Caesar as God and in all these Roman gods and there was this mix of religious syncretism and you're starting to see that in the United States uh, It's not necessarily religious syncretism with fake, Uh, ideological gods that we're having, like literal gods that they did in the ancient world. However, we're seeing invisible gods, right? Uh, People are worshiping themselves. People are worshiping sex, money, power, and uh, sometimes another race. People are worshiping or following after a supreme race, and that is sin, Right. That is idolatry. And that's something that we need to, as an individual, cast out and focus on removing that from our own hearts, our own idolatry, and then taking care of our own household, then being evangelical, uh, evangelicalistic and seeking out new ways how we can share the gospel and bring biblical truth back to our friends and family. Now, uh, through this time with COVID-19 and with uh, the Black Lives Matter movement and George Floyd, everything that's going wrong in our nation right now can be influenced for the better if we focus on uh, turning people to the gospel and engaging in spiritual conversations. So what I want to do is I want to challenge you specifically to go out and pick one person one person, I'm challenging myself to do this as well, pick one person this month who you want to speak to and share the gospel with and talk about, at the very least, biblical values and bring a spiritual conversa- conversation forward. And it's super easy to do right now because I think that people are focused on this sadness that's going on in our nation right now and all the destruction and the protesting and then the peaceful protesting and the message of racial tension that's out there and we need to we need to address it and we need to talk to people more about it and i think that uh, it's super easy because of how receptive people are to talking about that for us to segue into the gospel right i think that it's super easy now what i want to do is i want to give you some tips right off the bat so what you can do is you can go ahead and bring up the conversation, right? Go to someone and say, hey, what are your thoughts on everything that's going on right now uh, with Black Lives Matter, with the racial tension that's happening? And he, listen to them, hear what they have to say, and then turn that around and then give them the opportunity to, uh, to listen as well to the gospel by s- simply asking them, well, what is your view on human human beings? Like how do you think like a human being finds their value? And then just keep breaking that down. And then eventually, if you feel led to, share the the uh, the biblical idea of human beings that we believe, that you believe as a Christian, human beings are created in the image of God. And it doesn't matter what race, skin color you are, uh, what background you come from. You, As a human being, born, unborn, black, white, yellow, red, whatever it is, human beings are made in the image of God. And that's something that we need to be addressing and saying, yes, we need to seek out those who are lost, those who are being outcast in society. Um, and we need to be addressing that. And so share that with your friends and family and tell them that human beings are made in the image of God. And then with that, ask them, have you thought about your salvation? Have you given it any thought of like where, what happens to people when they die? And and then see right there, that is a perfect segue into a spiritual conversation at the very least, hearing what they have to say about spiritual matters with all the racial tension that's going on in society. And I think if you take that approach, and especially if you keep asking people questions about what they think, it really goes a long way because you're showing people that you care about them. You're you're telling people, hey, I want to know what your opinion is. Because Everyone out there right now, it seems like, is screaming out their opinion on what's happening in society, right? Uh, it's really sad, actually, to see how people are coming forward and uh, like they're screaming at each other, and there's all this noise going on right now. But I think when you take a moment to step back from the noise, uh, just person-to-person, face-to-face uh, interaction, if we're able to do that, depending on what state you live in, uh, Take someone out in person, meet with them with, meet for them with coffee or lunch, and have this conversation with them, and then walk through the gospel, talk about what's going on in the world and with the racial tension that we have. And then uh, lastly, I just want to offer as a, a tool and a resource, uh, as Christ Culture and Coffee, we want to be there for you as a resource. So go ahead and... I want to challenge you, every single person listening, go onto our Instagram and follow us and send us a direct message. And you can do this on Facebook too, if you don't have an Instagram, send us a direct message of someone who you want to have a spiritual conversation with this month, and you can give us their name or just leave it anonymous and just ask us for prayer And we will be here to pray for you and we can give you advice uh, because we want to be here as a resource for you. Uh, We want to be able to uh, help you get the right tools and help uh, impact the nation for the gospel and bring back biblical values into the culture with all the racial injustice that's happening and all the buzz and the noise that's happening out there. We want to help you share the gospel. And if you have any questions, please reach out. And if you need any help, uh, we want to be there for you. Because how cool would it be? Uh, Because right now on Christ, Culture, and Coffee, we have thousands of listeners every month now. And I think it would be so cool and so inspiring if every person who listens uh, just went out and spoke to just one person one person about the gospel and had a spiritual conversation, uh, what kind of a difference that would make, uh, not even just locally in the state of Arizona, but uh, we have some listeners in other countries all around the world who can make a difference and reach out and communicate those biblical values with people. And I think it would be beautiful if over the next month that if we each— and every one of us took the time to pray for one person and have a spiritual conversation with them and talk about the gospel, that the transformation that could come from that would be outstanding. And so if you please, if you uh, thought that this podcast was an encouragement to you, uh, please go ahead and leave us a message or uh, follow us on Instagram. And we would be happy to answer any questions you have or to talk more about the culture and Western thinking. And I think that the importance here that we need to remember is if we learned anything from Francis Schaeffer and the stuff that he's taught in his book, How Should We Then Live? It's that we should look to our past into Western culture and what happened in Greek and Roman philosophy and how we can move past the mistakes that the government made by talking to the individual and talking about bringing back biblical values into the nation and transforming the world for the gospel. Thank you so much for being with us today on Christ Culture and Coffee. And again, if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. We'd love to uh, be a support for you, answer any questions and give you some prayer support. And also, uh, please be back with us next week as we start a new series as Robbie will be back in town and we will start on a new topic. But uh, anyways, thank you for joining us today on Christ Culture and Coffee. And we will see you next time as we talk about the gospel and bringing the apologetics ministry further. Thanks for listening to Christ Culture and Coffee. If you liked this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to help us reach more people.